I'm Ben Amos. Join me as we dive deep into how some of the best in business, marketing, content creation, and education wield powerful and effective stories to engage audiences and drive action. Welcome to Engage With Story. I remember clearly my raised eyebrows and sceptical reluctance when I first installed the Snapchat app on my phone back in January 2016. See, I'm in my mid-30s and Snapchat to me seemed to be the realm of teenagers, millennials, self-obsessed selfies and d-pics. So yeah, not a valuable business tool in my mind. Now I, like many others in business at the time, had our interest in Snapchat kindled by significant online and digital marketing influencers such as Gary Vaynerchuk, Chris Ducker and Pat Flynn. So I installed the app, created a profile started posting snaps and consuming Snapchat stories. Now, here was a concept that I found really interesting. The idea of stories on Snapchat, short sequences of authentic in-the-moment videos and photos that disappeared after 24 hours. I have to admit that although I was terrible at posting my own Snapchat stories, I was actually quite addicted to consuming other people's stories and getting an insight into who they are and what they stand for. Now, of course, for those playing along at home, it wasn't long until Snapchat had the rug pulled out by Instagram, and we saw the introduction of Instagram stories on their app, and I relatively quickly moved over to consume and tell stories on Insta instead. Now, the really interesting thing to me about storytelling on these stories platforms lies in the real and authentic human connection that these platforms thrive on. The idea that the content is supposed to be raw unedited and not overly scripted is exactly why I think they provide so much engagement and connection. The challenge though in business is to learn how to embrace the art of storytelling on these platforms in a natural and authentic way. To make these stories a part of our daily brand outreach and in doing so build real influence online and in your target market. Today's guest on Engage With Story has done and is continuing to do just that, and I'm really excited to bring this interview to you today. My guest today is the co-founder of KPS Digital Marketing based out of Kent in the UK and was named number 12 most influential digital marketer on Twitter in the world in 2016. He's a contributing writer for Social Media Examiner, Content Marketing Institute and other prestigious online publications. And I seriously encourage you to check out some of his content online or follow him on Instagram or Snapchat and you'll see instantly that he lives and breathes this stuff. I'm really pleased to welcome Daniel Knowlton to the show. And what you're about to hear is an absolute cracking conversation in which Dan shares with us some specific tactics to build influence around your story online how being strategic about building a personal brand brings in more business, the power of storytelling to fast track connection with your audience. He breaks down how he approaches being naturally authentic with his everyday online storytelling. And we discuss the importance of perception when it comes to story platforms on social media. And finally, we talk about how to take your Instagram and Snapchat stories to a whole new strategic level. So grab your smartphone, open your social apps. You're going to want to take action after this chat. So let's get on with the show. All right, Dan Knowlton, welcome to Engage With Story. Thanks for being here, mate. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah, awesome. So you 
are you've been in business for a handful of years, but you're actually I was reading you were named number twelve in hundred the top one hundred digital marketers influencers. Is that right? Did I get that title right for twenty sixteen? I think it was almost, almost. But it was I think it was the twelfth most influential digital marketer on Twitter in the world in twenty sixteen. I now, think it's something like that. Now that's awesome, and we'll uh, include a link in the show notes to to where that was uh, that, where that was named. But you know what's really interesting to me is in a, in a few years in business in digital marketing, you've you've managed to to build a reputation and build an influence online, and that's something mm. I'd really love to dive in to a little bit with you today. But before we do that, for people who haven't heard of Dan Knowlton before, <laughs> tell us tell us your story. What got you here? Sure. So. Um I mean, I've always been interested in business from a young age. I've always been very, very um, career driven and, and motivated to want to be successful. And I've been really lucky because I've had um, a dad who's really, really helped me. He's actually in the office now. And he, um, he's he been in business a long time and he's been really kind of, I've always looked up to him. And I, I, I guess I started my kind of marketing career in, um, I did a business management degree at Brighton University. Did that for four years. First year, um, I kind of, didn't try hard enough and all my, I was 1% away from failing in my first year. And then that kind of made me think, crap, I actually need to try hard. And, I, and then I worked really hard in my second and third year. Um, and then um, straight after that, I went straight into a graduate scheme at Enterprise Rent-A-Car, which is like a, a big rent car rental company. Okay. Um, basically learned how to manage a branch, learned how to do sales, customer service. Um, and all of my friends were going off traveling and doing loads of fun stuff. And I was like, no, I need to get get, get into a, a decent job to really start to get some experience from all the stuff I'd learned at uni to actually apply it. And then stayed there for three years. No, stayed there for a year. I, I got promoted twice up to branch manager. Um, and then it, it was just a lot of work. And not, I, I felt like I wasn't getting kind of the return I wanted. So I quit. Uh, quit my job, went traveling around Thailand for a month. And then whilst I was in Thailand, I got to think about what I really wanted to do. And I started to kind of read a lot about digital marketing. I'd learned a lot about marketing at uni. And I started to to, to read about how you can build an, an audience on social, share, creating content, sharing content. I was just learning, applying what I was learning to my own personal brand, uh, making mistakes, learning from those mistakes, and just kept going around in a circle um, and kind of building up my own personal brand. And then eventually, um, when I came back from Thailand, I started KPS Digital Marketing it, off, off the premise of I could show other businesses how to do this because I'd had quite a lot of success. I was obsessed with building up my own audience, my own my own community of, of people and sharing how others could, could market their own businesses. Started KPS, started working with a number of small clients and then it's kind of grown from there really. And now my brother's on board, we, we work together um, and we do kind of social media management, training, video production, various different things. So that's kind of a whirlwind version of my story. Yeah, uh, yeah. For you there, so I imagine you're a, you're somewhat of a digital native. It's a bit of a wanky term, but you know, we'll, we'll use that <laughs> term. but um, yeah. as a as a digital native, I guess I'd be interested to hear in your degree studies was there was there much of a focus on digital marketing, or was that something that you taught yourself? I guess after like being in the workforce. That's a really great question, and the answer is. Um, I had the opportunity to do digital modules at uni, and at the time, I completely ditched them. I was like, God, I don't want to do that. So I, I didn't learn anything about digital marketing at uni, just mainly kind of marketing and, and business. But um, I completely self-taught myself after that by just actually learning and doing rather than just 
I don't know, doing a degree in digital, I was just doing it so much that I learned very, very quickly what worked and what didn't work. Yeah, yeah. So for those people who uh, are listening to these audio podcast here, you can check out Daniel on YouTube as well because we're recording this video. Daniel's a, a, a young fellow. He's, uh, he's uh, got the youth on his side and I think that there's some people who are listening who are probably a bit more overwhelmed and, and perhaps a bit scared by, by digital and social media and you know putting themselves out there on those platforms. I'd be interested to hear how you use these tools to build to build your your influence i guess to be named to that level of number 12 one of the top sure. 100 in the world you know what what was your plan or was there a plan or did, did you just kind um, of fall into it there wasn't a plan so to speak but it, it the thing that really helped me was um using various different channels being consistent um and and I guess there was a few key things. So there's a few key things that I did. Um, first of all, um, I created a lot of great content on social, which is like a standard thing that everyone says to do. But I consistently pumped out uh, content, which was really helpful and useful. The thing that made me kind of stand out, I guess, is anytime I had a lot of success with something, anytime like I did something and it worked really well, rather than keeping that inside and just telling my paying my paid clients, I'd, I'd write a step tutorial I'd give all of my secrets away like for example when I got verified on Twitter that's something that everyone wants but they don't you know not many people write about how to do it so as soon as I was verified I literally wrote an article a, a tutorial showing people how they could do that so that's one kind of thing I did another stream is um, writing for bigger publications so I started writing for social media examiner uh, last year and that was a big big stepping stone for me to to kind of put me on a pedestal to to, to get people to actually listen to what I was doing because they've got huge, huge audiences and, and people really respect them. And also writing for Content Marketing Institute, um, that was another one. Speaking at events is another big one. That, that's another kind of tool I've used to help build up my influence um, and, and kind of making sure that I'm giving as much value away as possible as that. And also another thing, which I haven't spoken about much before, is investing a ton of time in helping people without there being a direct benefit to me. Like, yeah. I get so many questions, emails, people come up to me after speaking gigs and they, you know, they're asking me all this stuff and I will invest a huge amount of time in helping them, even though they're probably never going to become a client of mine. But those things have just come together to, to help me kind of build up my influence and, and to get people to actually trust what I'm saying, because I'm not just saying, there's a lot of people that just say how to do stuff. They're not actually doing it, but I'm in the trenches. I'm doing this stuff day to day. So I'm learning, you know, as I go along. Yeah, and I think um, it it seems to me that you're not hiding behind a brand as well. Like you could be doing all of this through KPS Digital Marketing, your your brand, I guess. But a lot of those things you talked about around around video and speaking and writing articles, so you know authorship and things like that, is all around you as an expert, as a as a thought leader or as an influencer. And it looks, it, it sounds to me like a lot of what you're doing is based around you within your brand, but definitely you. Yeah, so our, our, that's a really great point, Ben. Our whole strategy, my brother and I, um, has been around us both working together to build up my influence in the industry. And through that, we get a ton of leads, sales, etc. cetera, um, because we found that the whole, like having a personal brand, it, it, 
we were getting much more leads through people actually just speaking to me than through the website or through the, the KPS digital marketing uh, social accounts. It was more like people coming to me saying, Dan, we want to speak to you. We need to get you in the business. We need to help you to help us. So, so yeah, I mean, like my brother's great. He, he does a lot of the video for us. He, he comes to all the, all my speaking engagements and creates really cool content. So we've, we've kind of got a two pronged approach where we're, we're both coming at it at both angles. I'm out there, you know, speaking to people on the face of the business, whereas he's doing loads of great stuff with like video production, using Facebook ads, creating social content and that kind of thing. So it works really, really well. And, and that's what we're going to continue doing just because it works so well. Yeah, awesome. And, and what role do you think you've used story within uh, that digital marketing plan that you've implemented and put together? It's, it's in everything we do. Yeah. Like storytelling is the current state of marketing. And the reason for that, and the reason why storytelling is so powerful is because of emotion. We're humans, we're, we're run by emotion. And when you can tap into someone else's emotion, it, it, it's like a, um, a fast track version to get them to, to build relationships, to get them to take action, to get them to make a purchasing decision. Um, so I guess we're just doing this without thinking about it. And I think like even all of your listeners may think, oh, I don't know if I should do storytelling or not. Is it something I want to do? They're already doing it. It, they're already doing it by the narrative they're showing through their social platforms, through their content. So I guess it's it's important to to actually understand how to do it effectively so that you can improve what you're doing because everyone's doing it already. Yeah, absolutely. I think the story is being told whether they like it or not. You know, if they're creating yeah. content or putting any kind of content on some sort of digital platform, there is a story being told there. So, you know, I'd be interested to hear from you. Do you think that or, or what do you think is the importance of crafting that story? Well, can it be crafted? Should it be crafted? So, um, good question. And yes and no. I think, I think the the most important thing is to be authentic. So, I don't think you always need to plan and strategize over how can we tell our story every single day. Um, I'm going to kind of go against myself now. There's going to be two points. So I don't think you should you should strategize too much. I think you've got to be authentic. And like, for example, with us, with my, I tell my story a lot on Instagram stories. You still on Snapchat, but I've moved more towards Instagram stories. And I, I don't plan in the, like at the start of the week, right, this week, I'm going to create these stories. And so what I do is I have a few key uh, themes and values in my, my head that I want to show people. So when I've learned something in my business journey, I want to share that with my audience. When I'm at a cool event where there's great speakers like Chris Ducker. I was at an event with him on Friday. I, I wanted to show my audience the great stuff he was saying. Um, uh, when there's something happening in the industry, I want to tell people, but I don't have a huge plan as to how I do that. On the other end of the spectrum, um, I do think that um, if you're creating like a video, uh, uh, like a, an explainer video or a story video showing your business story, I think that kind of one-off piece of content needs to have some kind of plan and strategy around it. But in terms of everyday storytelling, I think you just need to have a few core values that you want to be showing and then understand how you can use these tools to effectively tell that story. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think that there's um, the importance and what you've nailed on there is that idea of having an understanding of storytelling structure when crafting a piece mm -hmm. of content is, is yeah. really important. And we've actually have had a few guests on in, in the first few episodes of Engage With Story that have really broken down some of those, those storytelling structures that people can implement. But mm -hmm. I think what you've touched on there, which I find really interesting, is the idea of on those platforms like Instagram Stories or Snapchat Stories, Facebook mm -hmm. 
stories, um, I believe they're called, but they, yeah. they, call them, <laughs> they call those platforms stories and they do that deliberately, I'm sure. But what you're talking about yep. is you don't approach those platforms with a clear storytelling structure in mind, but with storytelling at heart. Is that, is that yeah. right? I completely agree. And also one more point on top of that, Ben, um, we've, we're talking about the platforms, Instagram stories, Facebook stories, these storytelling social platforms. I think to, to be an effective storyteller and to tell your story really, really well, you need to use multiple channels. Yeah. Like we, we write a blog, we create lots of video content. We speak at, or I speak at events, you know, digital and non, non-digital, you need to be going like, this is, this is just marketing as a whole and storytelling is the current state of marketing. So you need to be using these different channels to effectively tell your story. Don't just go on one platform. I think it, a lot of people just think they focus on just doing it on Instagram stories or Facebook stories. I think you need to do it on your, on a blog, like a proper edited video, all these different channels and it will, it will work a lot more effectively. Yeah, I think but for a lot of businesses as well, there's the potential for overwhelm there on multiple platforms. I think what, what I'm, I'm getting from hearing how you approach things there is that it doesn't need to be highly thought through and, and with great amount of detail on many of these platforms. It's just about being like bringing your authentic self and allowing yourself and the stories that you surround yourself with to, mm. to be the content on those platforms. Is that right? Yeah, and I think it's uh, yeah that is completely right, Ben. I think it's important to 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 yes jump on these platforms and just don't plan too much, but also at the same time constantly get the feedback and learn what's working so that you you can continually learn and grow and develop what you're doing because you want to always want to strive for better. You want to always improve what you're doing. So so it's really important to look at those statistics. Like get ask your community what are you liking that I'm doing? Are you enjoying these stories? What would you do you want to see and continuously improve what you're you're doing based on what the market wants from you. Yeah, awesome. So tell me, let's get into some tactics here and see if we can give some really uh, useful information that people can take away and start implementing in their business or for their brand immediately. When it comes to those stories platforms, so Instagram, mm-hmm. Snapchat, maybe we'll focus on Instagram. That is that your key focus at the moment? Um, at the moment, I'd say, yeah, at the moment, yeah. So Instagram stories is a platform then. How do you approach creating content for those platforms and weaving storytelling into those stories platforms i guess first of all you need to take a step back and um the most important thing you need to think about is perception right so so before you you decide you're going to do these tactics and tell that story you need to think right what are the five to ten key things that i want to be perceived for as a business as a personal brand as an organization do you want to be perceived for being incredibly ethical community driven uh, you know, focused around your employees and the, you know, them having a great experience. Think about what those those key, five to ten key elements are first, and then once you've done that, then you can start to think. Right, what short video clips can I can I start to create to tell that narrative? And I know this is kind of going against what I've said. Don't plan too much, but I do this now, not planning it because I just do it so much. But I guess if you're just starting out, get these five to ten points that you want to be perceived for and then start to think about what can you show your audience that you're doing to, to show them that's what you're all about rather than just saying, Hey, I'm really ethical. I'm really great. Like into eco-friendly stuff. I'm into upcycling or I'm into the community, whatever, show them, 
Show them you going into the community and helping people. Show them you helping your clients or doing great training or whatever it is you do. Show them rather than tell them. So understand those five to ten key points and then start to think about the content you can create to show them that's what you're all about. I'd say that's the start. That's the start. Yeah, so it's about getting clear on your story first, understanding what Mm. that is, and then finding Mm. and looking for those opportunities to tell stories around that core story. Um, yeah, that, that un- that's underlying you and your brand, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's in terms of specific tactics, there's there's so much information on the Internet, on YouTube, on on like on all these websites, social media examiner, content marketing institute, digital marketer. Uh, there's just so many great websites that will show you how to do this stuff that you can't say you don't know how to do it because you just have to search the Internet. There's there's video there's videos to teach you every just go onto YouTube and type in Instagram stories how to use Instagram stories like how to grow an audience on it like there's just so much information out there you just need to invest the time in learning that's what I did personally learning consuming all this stuff but also most of the stuff you need to do is actually doing it so learn all this stuff and it sounds simple Ben but not enough people actually are proactive in 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 learning and and there's just so much great content out there to learn from. You just need to actually do it. Set time aside. Go to your calendar right now if you're listening to this and set an hour aside this week to read up about storytelling, to read up about how you can use Instagram stories and that kind of thing um, to, to move forward. What do you think from your experience working with businesses that you've worked with, what do you think is the biggest barrier for people in business to telling stories in this sort of authentic way around their business? There's one clear barrier, and uh, I mean, because it's because it's mainly video that that we're using to tell these stories on these various different channels. The main barrier is people don't want to be on the camera, or they're they're kind of scared to to like to to be. You know, you know, when anyone goes on camera, and I used to be like this uh, before I do it all the time. I turn into a robot, and I kind of feel really pressured, and suddenly start sweating and get really like, oh my god, people are watching me. But we just need to get over that. And the way you get over that is by practicing and doing. And some of the best platforms to practice this stuff is on these platforms like Instagram stories, Snapchat, et cetera, because you can actually get used to being in front of the camera and filming yourself. And you feel like an absolute idiot at the start. Like I felt like such a prat at the start videoing myself. But then when you realize this stuff will help you achieve your top level business objectives, you realize, oh, actually, I'm going to do it even if I feel like a prat at the start. And you get used to it. Well, what about you, Ben? What do you kind of do? Do you do people? What's the areas that people kind of have when they're wanting to use video with you? Yeah, look at in my business, and obviously something I come across all the time, and for my own personal experience as well, similar to you, I think it's about getting over your fears of being on on camera on these platforms and just doing it is the best advice. But often, mm. um, what I suggest to people is to think about it from the audience perspective. If you're comfortable sitting in a room. And meeting with a, a a new prospect or new client face to face, someone who, who who's never seen you before, never heard you speak, never seen mm. what your hairstyle looks like or whatever. Yeah. If you're comfortable doing that face to face, that's yeah. a lot more intimidating than doing it to a, yeah. a device or a camera. In reality, when you exactly. think about it, so I just think, think of it like a person, one one to yeah. one, not one to many. That's ex- that's what I did. Like that's that was the big changing moment. And this is also this applies to speaking at events as well because you're again you you've got the pressure of some some people looking at you or a camera looking at you. Um, is to just really get in the mentality that you're speaking to your mate. This is the thing that that will make you appeal so authentic and like 
because you are being authentic. Yeah. Just imagine that you're having a chat with your mate and then you just come across as you rather than thinking, right, how do I, how have I got to look? How have I got to this? Just have a, have a chat with your friend. That's what you've got to have in your, in your mind. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's really good advice. I think that any of these, these platforms, you've touched on the fact that they kind of can't be ignored for, for business owners today. I think one thing that I'd love to hear your input on is if more and more businesses start to use these platforms, there's more and mm -hmm. more stories being told on these various different platforms, people wanting to share their thoughts of throughout the day um, around their business and around their brand. How can mm -hmm. you cut through though? You know, as we get surrounded by more and more media like this, how can you help cut through to really to be noticed and to have people want to actually watch your stories? Because that's the other side of it. Creating yeah. those stories is one side. Mm -hmm. No one watches them or takes action from them. Yeah. It's kind of wasted. Sure. So I think, I think kind of a two-pronged two approach again. First of all, you've got to, they, they've got to be provide value and they've got to be good videos. The, the stuff that you're sharing, if it's just you having dinner and you walking down the street, people are going to be bored of it and they're not going to want to consume that content. So you need to focus on it being of value to the end user. Like think about what do they want to get out of uh, consuming that content? What's their goal? Do they, have they got questions that they want answered? Do they want to get an understanding of what goes on behind the scenes at that kind of business so that they can then make a purchasing decision? Do they want to, do they want to be educated? You know, think about what are the things that they want and focus on creating really great content around that. That's the first thing. The second thing I'd say is building a community, building a sense of community. And um, if you do that and you build these relationships with your audience, then they're going to want to always consume your content because you've got that sense of community. There's a few people that I've got really good relationships with in the industry that I've met in real life, I've built a really good relationship with. And I always want to see what they're up to because I genuinely like them. So I guess focus on on building that sense of community that, that, that people want to like consume your stories. Yeah, Definitely. awesome. Can you give us any examples and without, you don't need to go into specifics, but any examples of, of businesses that you've either witnessed or that you've helped, uh, you've helped get them off the ground with this, but you know, how they've used these platforms and storytelling on these platforms and where they've shifted the needle. Sure. So, so one example is a recent example. We've worked with um, the local council, their, their tourism board in Thanet, and um, their whole objective is to get more footfall to Thanet, to get more people into the local area, spending money, um, and, and to, to help local businesses and that kind of thing. So, so we focused on training them and showing them how they can use uh, Instagram stories or Snapchat to tell that narrative and to show people the experiences they're going through. So th they've got plans. Um, they haven't yet done this, but they've got plans now to to get user generated content, to get people, families who are visiting the local area to create these stories and then pump these out to on social um, like using targeted ads and stuff on Facebook to reach certain audiences so that they can see, oh, wait, we're a family with two kids and we want to have fun at the weekend. There's a family with two kids having fun at, at Dreamland, which is a local amusement park that's opened near us recently um, and having nice ice creams and going to restaurants and stuff. So that's kind of one thing we focused on doing yeah. with, with a business lately. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that allowing those authentic customer stories to be part of an authentic marketing campaign is mm. just that storytelling at its purest form, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that. just on that note, getting 
getting this is another way that you can do it getting people to generate the content for you so people who are actually experiencing you know if you're a restaurant getting people who are coming in the restaurant to to actually tell that story is a, is a much more authentic way of doing it than you doing it yourself so i think yeah focusing on on user generated content as well as another great stream to get that authentic or authentic approach across yeah that's cool dan look this has been this has been really interesting but i want to wrap up with one last question around what you think is is next for for these digital marketing platforms and and storytelling like where do you think we're going with this is it good is it they're just going to be more of the same or I've kind of thrown this question at you from left field. No, 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 no. Where do you, what question. do you think's next? Um, honest answer, I don't know. Right, I don't know. I no. don't know what's next. But what I'd, what I'd say focus on for the listeners is to keep your ear close to the ground, to, to keep up to date with what is next. I don't know what's going to be next. I'm going to have to wait and see. You know, the thing that, that's helped us uh, stay ahead of the game is actually properly listening to the industry and and finding out what's going to pop, what's just about to pop in the industry, what kind of content, storytelling or Instagram stories that popped, you know, and we, we were on that just as it was rising. And it's important to try and test these new things. So my answer, I don't know, but um, but I think you need to keep your ear close to the ground. And what one thing I think is going to happen is it already is happening is um, like for, for social channels specifically, they're all going to become the same thing. They're all copying each other's features right now. Like Snapchat started with the whole storytelling functionality. Then Instagram stories came in. Then Facebook stories. Even WhatsApp's got one. So moving forward, my, my one thing I do know is going to happen is these platforms are going to just keep emulating each other's features. And that's a good thing, I think, because it's it's making them try harder to, to get our attention and to get us to use them. So I think it's positive moving forward. There's going to be more competition in the market and it's going to pressure these big, big social platforms to, to create better user experiences for us. So that's one thing I know is going to happen, but I, I don't know what, what else is going to happen in the future. We'll just have to wait and see, Ben. Yeah. So pay attention and don't be afraid of trying new things when they happen. But also I would say, and I think you would agree here with me, Dan, that these platforms that are already uh, so important to businesses, it's still not too late to start using them as well. Would you agree? No. Exactly. Like there's so many people that still aren't doing this stuff. There's so, so many people that still aren't doing this stuff. So the most important thing is to consume some content to understand how to use these in a basic form and then get on the platforms and start using them. There's no better way to start than to actually just do it and get on the platforms. Yeah. Awesome. Dan Knowlton, KPS Digital Marketing. We can find more about you at kpsdigitalmarketing.co.uk. Is there somewhere else or other places that people can follow you and learn more about you? Um, I'm I'm active across various social channels, but I'd say if you go to the website, scroll down, there's links to all of our social channels there, so it will take you two seconds. To, rather than me reeling off different usernames and stuff, just do that, and it's the easiest way to find us. And follow Dan at dnalton1 on Twitter at number 12, of the 100 most influential digital marketers in the world. What a title. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Ben. All right. Thanks for your time, man. Cool. It's been fun. Thanks a lot. Big shout out once again to Dan Knowlton from KPS Digital Marketing. So what do you think? Inspired now to get busy telling your stories online? Are you ready to take up the challenge and schedule some time in your calendar right now? Remember, as always, the show notes along with all the links to Dan and what he's up to can be found over at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode seven. 
And reach out anytime with feedback, comments, or new guest suggestions, ben at engagevideomarketing.com. I'd love for you to head over and subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already, and leave a review too, if you wouldn't mind. So to end today's show again with a quote, this one is from Jason Ola. The only one thing I know about the technologies that await us for the future, we will find ways to tell stories with them. Oh, and before I go, I've got a question for you. How happy are you with your current email marketing platform? See, all the major email marketing companies, they're pretty generic. From cupcake shops to design agencies to plumbing companies, they're trying to serve every type of business. Instead of a perfect for you solution, you wind up with a mass of features that aren't a really good fit for anyone. Now, the guys over at ConvertKit have created something so much better. It really is a tool for your email marketing that makes it easy and obvious to grow your business using email. I've been a huge fan of ConvertKit for the last 12 months, and I'd love to share its awesomeness with the listeners of the Engage With Story podcast too. So I've lined up a free 30-day trial for you to give it a crack. And you can find all the details over at engagevideomarketing.com slash ConvertKit. And if you do love it and join them following your free trial, then you'll also be supporting me and this podcast as I'm a proud ConvertKit affiliate. Now, that link again to get your free 30-day ConvertKit trial is engagevideomarketing.com slash ConvertKit. All right, so I'll be back at you next week with another episode of Engage With Story. Until then, take care.